from the Southeast Florida studios of the law firm Tripp Scott in Fort Lauderdale. This is Politics and Sunshine, a continuing series of interviews with local and national subject matter experts tackling the issues that make you stand up. In this episode, Tripp Scott CEO Ed Poswali talks to Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Here's your host, Ed Poswali. Today we are so honored to have the U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. Prior to her ascendancy to the Senate, she was also a House member and she is a key leader on conservative issues and brings her experience from the private sector as a small businesswoman and author. Senator, welcome. I'm delighted to join you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, I appreciate the time. And so let's jump right into the headlines. President Trump has been indicted again. This case deals with the document issue. What are your thoughts on that? Well, most people that I have talked to say, look, we don't like two tiers of justice. There should be equal justice for all. They see this as an activist FBI and activist DOJ weaponizing the government against a citizen. The records or documents are covered not by a criminal statute, but by a civil statute. And people say, well, what about fairness? What about Hillary Clinton with her documents? What about Joe Biden with all the documents that he's been taking for decades? And I think they have recorded that he has over 1,800 boxes of documents. So um, there is not... It is perceived uh, there is not that equal treatment. There is not that equal justice. And to most people, they see this as being blatantly unfair and part of a political vendetta against Donald J. Trump because he was successful in defeating Hillary Clinton. In a certain way, do you believe it's a sad day for America when one political party appears to be utilizing uh, law enforcement, particularly the FBI in this case, to settle political vendettas? I see it as a very sad day. Absolutely. If they can do this to President Trump, they can do it to you. They can do it to me. They can do it to anybody because now they've established that precedent of using the federal government weaponizing that against an individual with whom they politically disagree. So how do we stop that? How do we push back on this tide that appears to be happening in a two-tier justice system uh, and a more aggressive FBI being utilized for political purposes? Yeah. And, you know, what we have to do is make certain that we win in 2024, because what you've seen is for the last several elections, 2016, 18, 2022, what did DOJ and the FBI do? They meddled in the elections. They meddled in the elections. So we need to win in 2024. And then I hope that whomever is our Republican president in the White House is going to make it a priority to reshape these federal agencies. They all are bloated. They need to be skinnied up. There are positions that need to be eliminated. We need to utilize technology and we need to get the cost of defending this country, delivering the services, meeting our obligations, get that cost down 
so that the taxpayer doesn't see their taxes continue to go up. And because the people need to know that they can depend on their government to be fair and impartial. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a question about what do you think this latest indictment and this news does on the political environment inside of the Republican primary? What are your thoughts? In my opinion, everybody that is running for president needs to stand up and say, we support President Donald Trump and fighting back against these accusations. They need to realize if they're doing it to him, they can turn around and do it to them. And it's going to be important that we be a united party in standing against this type action against President Trump. Do you think Republicans, uh, the electorate of uh, primary voters, will rally around President Trump based upon this news? I don't know the answer to that. What I do know is a couple of weeks ago, after the Durham report came out, I was visiting with friends here in my home community, and one of them, a Democrat, had voted for Hillary, had voted for Biden, I may be the only Republican they've ever admitted pulling the lever for. (laughs) But um, he told me, he said, you know, you know, I didn't vote for Trump. I don't like Trump. And that was his take on things. And he said, now, I liked some of the things he did as president. But he said, I think what they're doing to him is so unfair And if Durham said all this Russia collusion was made up and Hillary made it up, some of these people need to be punished for this. And he said he made a really good point. He said, you know, he was reading through the Durham report and he said he just thought, now, if they had been after me for six years, how would I react? And he said until he read the Durham report, he really hadn't thought about that. And, you know, that's the kind of thing I think people begin to think about is, okay. if they've done it to him, they could do it to me. If they stayed on my case for six years and tried to break me emotionally, financially, what would I do? And that's how I think some people are beginning to think about this and look at this and You know, this may actually backfire on the Democrats because people see the unfairness and they think, how would I respond if they did this to me? That's really a great point. Utilizing the power and the unlimited resources of the federal government to go after individuals is a very dangerous precedent that all Americans should be concerned with. Let me jump over to immigration as an issue. You recently wrote an op-ed stating that President Biden was putting illegal immigrants first and Americans last. Why should we as Americans be paying attention to this issue? We should be paying attention because the Biden border policy is let's have an open border. And the thing they put a lot of energy into is making illegal legal. They've been finding all sorts of ways to try to make illegal legal. And they've got an app out. Well, you can go register on the app and say, hey, I'm coming. Cartel's bringing me. We're on our way. And then they're going to consider you legally in the country. They have changed and removed DNA testing. 
to make certain that children are not being trafficked. About 30% of the kids that are presented at the border by adults are kids that are being trafficked. So the Biden DOJ, DHS, decided they would eliminate DNA testing. Well, that makes it easier for the cartels. But people should worry about this because, yes, there's a humanitarian crisis at border. And yes, it is causing a tremendous crisis in our country. You look at the sex trafficking. You look at the drugs and the drug trafficking. You look at the activity of the cartels that now have set up shop on U.S. soil to distribute drugs to enslave people and put women and girls into these sex trafficking rings. You look at the loss of life, over 100,000 Americans last year to drug overdoses. The vast majority of those were to fentanyl. Fentanyl is made by Chinese chemists. It is pushed into the U.S. The distribution network is the cartels. The cartels are making money hand over fist. They have turned human trafficking because they're now active in 176 different countries, bringing people our way. And they have turned human trafficking. They've taken it from a $500 million a year business to a $13 billion a year business. That is what they're doing. And so as part of that, President Trump had wanted to build a wall, but that didn't happen at least completely. What can Republicans do now to secure the border first and foremost? Well, what you're seeing is our Republican governors are sending National Guard to the southern border, and they are helping these governors. They're working in Texas. Uh, I think New Mexico has asked for help, and they are putting up temporary borders, razor wire, things of that nature. Uh, Biden said he was sending 1,500 troops to the border, and then we found out he was sending them down there to do paperwork. No arms, no defense, just to go do paperwork. So the governors are stepping up because with Biden's border policy, every town's a border town, every state is a border state. And it does drive the drugs, the crime, the sex trafficking uh, into our communities. And people are saying, nope, we're not for this and we're going to do something about it. So before we say goodbye, I wanted to raise one other issue. I know that you're passionate about school choice. How do you see that issue playing into the upcoming presidential election? People are going to vote. I think you're going to see moms do a lot this election cycle. Women are sick and tired of all the crime and the inflation and the lack of ability to weigh into their child's education. And they are looking for a better balance. They know the Democrats are going to side with the unions. They're not going to side with the children and with families. And, you know, Ed, this administration has been very unfriendly to children, whether it's CRT, whether it's the classroom, whether it's allowing boys and girls sports. They just have not been friendly to children. You look at what is happening with these children being trafficked. They're not friendly 
to policies that protect children. And we should all have as one of our number one goals, protecting children and being the adult in the room for these children. So I think that you're going to see women be very active. The security moms, the economic security, job security, our national security, their communities that are going to be safe, choice for schools so that children are being educated, not indoctrinated. Senator, I wish you well. I urge you to keep up the good fight because our country is worth fighting for. And we appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much for the time this morning. Keep up the fight, please. You got it. Take care. Bye now. Politics and Sunshine is a production of the Fort Lauderdale law firm Trip Scott, serving Florida and beyond for over 50 years. A reminder that this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal or professional advice. No user should act on the basis of any material contained in this podcast without obtaining proper legal or other professional advice specific to their situation. Please be sure to like and share this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time for another fresh edition of Trip Scott's Politics and Sunshine.